What's going on guys, Austin here. And in this video, we are going to be taking a look at the extra points over reaction Monday on a Tuesday. Is it time to sell the team? Is it time to worry or is it just no big deal? So we're going to start off with the Thursday night football game. We're taking a look at the Bengals beating the Dolphins 27 to 15. My question here is after starting 0-2, can the 2-2 Bengals make the playoffs? What we know about the Bengals is that they have one of the best collections of weapons in the NFL. They have a complemented offensive line. They replaced everybody except the left tackle from last season to this season. And their defense is good enough to get great stops when you need them most. Now, the AFC is stacked. You've got teams like the Ravens, the Chargers, the Browns, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, all trying to make pushes, not to mention the Broncos, the Raiders, all right? Plus, there's going to be a team that comes out of the AFC South. Doesn't really mean much, but there's a team that's going to come out of the AFC South. So, in this stacked AFC, it's so deep in the middle, can the Bengals make the playoffs? Right now, my inclination is to say it's not a big deal that, they're, that they've won two straight games. What I will say is that Chargers are banged up, all right? The Raiders, uh, you know, they started even worse. And the Broncos can't figure out their offense, you know? Uh, the, the, the Ravens seem to be really good at blowing leads. And so even though I don't fully believe in the Bengals, if a bunch of these other AFC teams start to, I guess I would say, continue on their, you know, their poor path of football, then there's a good chance that pretty soon the Bengals will be, you know, a team to worry about for the AFC playoffs. <clears throat> so the Eagles cruise past the Jags. You know, it was a one score game uh, officially, but it was a lot farther away than that. Uh, you know, by the fourth quarter, I think the Jags had taken a 29 to 14 lead, uh, you know, with just a few minutes left. So that last touchdown, I think, was more of a garbage time touchdown. Uh, so. My question is, are the 4-0 Eagles Super Bowl favorites? The Eagles, they, uh, they, you know, they got in a shootout with the Lions. Seems everybody's getting in shootouts with the Lions. The Eagles put a beat down on the Vikings. They put a beat down on the Commanders. And here, they comfortably beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, none of these teams are really world beaters. Uh, but from what we've seen, you know, the Vikings, it's their only loss. You know, from the Jags... Uh, you know, the Jags lost to the Commanders, but that was a super close game. And and the Jags have looked really good so far otherwise. Um, you know, they beat down a divisional opponent. From the way that it looks, the, the Eagles have the best top-to-bottom roster that is playing complementary football in the NFL. Now, that that's saying a lot considering there are teams like the Chargers and the Packers and the Bills. But all those teams seem to be lacking something. The Bills don't have running backs. The Packers don't have wide receivers. The Eagles seem to have just a little bit of everything. So my question, are the Eagles Super Bowl favorites? I'm going to say it's time to worry. Now, Super Bowl favorites out of the NFC, right now I'm saying definitively yes, right? If I had to bet on one team to make it out of the NFC, it's definitely the Eagles, but it's only week four. That's a long ways away. So Super Bowl completely you know, the Bills, the Chiefs are on the other side, the Ravens. That's going to be hard to tell, but for right now, it might be time to worry. The Vikings, 
They beat the Saints 28-25 in London. Are they the best team in the NFC North? Now, it had been going back and forth, you know, between them and the Packers. They beat the Packers head-to-head, you know, but the Packers, you know, they've got Aaron Rodgers. They've got the pedigree. Healthy Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose the division. Dalvin Cook has yet to come into his own in this offense. He has yet to have a good game. Now, Justin Jefferson's had great games, and Adam Thielen has had great games. Uh, but, you know, the whole offense together really hasn't seemed to click yet. And, you know, unfortunately, the defense is getting banged up. You know, Lewis seen the safety out of Georgia. He had a, you know, unfortunate injury in that Saints game. I don't remember what it was, but I know he ended up having to have surgery in London before the team even left. Um, but they put up points on what I believe is one of the better, one of the better defenses, top 10 defenses in the NFL, especially the secondary. Um And they held an explosive offense while, you know, limited at some skill position players. You know, they held a very good explosive offense, uh, you know, to 25 points, which, you know, you'd prefer it to be closer to 20, 23 if it's a super explosive team. Um, But, you know, nonetheless, they did what they needed to do. The game was almost really never in question. The, The Saints did tie it up late, but the Vikings just drove down and scored. So, Are the Vikings the best team in the NFC North specifically? I'm going to say it's time to worry because the Packers defense hasn't clicked yet. I thought it would by now. The Packers wide receivers haven't clicked yet, and I thought they would by now. So that being said, you know, right now today, the Vikings are better faster, and those teams end up, you know, being better down the road too. It it is an amazing team that, you know, clicks late and ends up being good. You have to click early. The Bills come back on the Ravens 23 to 20. So should the two and two Ravens be worried about their playoff chances? Now, the two and two Ravens are in the same division with the two and two Browns, the two and two Bengals. Now, what the Ravens have going for them is they have the divisional win against the Steelers. No, the uh, Steelers have the divisional win uh, against the Bengals. The Browns have the divisional win against the Steelers and the Ravens haven't played any divisional games yet. So excuse me, that's what they have going for them. They have wins over the jets and they have a win over another team that escapes me right now. I know it's in the AFC East. It is the Patriots because the Ravens played four AFC East teams. So they have wins over the Patriots and the jets and they have yet to play a divisional game. Now head to head in division. I like them over the Browns and I like them over the Steelers. We saw last year they did not match up well with the Bengals. So it is going to be a question of can they continue this trajectory of of blowing leads to explosive teams, you know, and still, you know, be in contention to make the playoffs. I think two, possibly three teams out of the AFC North will be making the playoffs. But, you know, the Ravens are 2-2 two and two right now, and they should easily be 4-0 and oh if they hadn't blown a 20-3 to three lead and a like, geez, what was it like, like 38 to 38 to 21 lead, you know, against the Dolphins. All that being said, Lamar Jackson today, still my MVP. He's doing so much with so little and Mark Andrews. Um, and, you know, it's, it's up to him to carry this team. But they should be worried because Lamar Jackson is a human. He's not a superhuman at quarterback. There are very few of those in NFL history. That's that's the Aaron Rodgers. That's the Peyton Manning, right? That's that's the John Elway. That's the, 
you know, the, the Joe Montana. There's very few of those guys. The Jets barely sneak by the Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett comes in, doesn't really have a great start. Not, not a great start. He doesn't have a great game. He didn't even start. Mitch Trubisky played for, you know, the first part of the game. Uh, and they beat the, the Jets beat the Steelers 24 to 20. So my question, can the Steelers make the playoffs? You know, I, I don't even want to bury the lead right now. The answer is no, they can't. The real question that I should have asked is, can the Steelers make it to 500? And the even sadder answer to that is no, because Mike Tomlin, who's been coaching this team since like 2004, five, some, somewhere around in there, he's been coaching this team for a long, long time, maybe 2006. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but he's been coaching this team for, you know, well, well over, you know, a decade, 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. And he's never had a below 500 record. He's never been below eight and eight. Uh, even last year, he managed to get to eight, eight and one. But right now they're one and three and their next four games are against the, I believe it's the Bucks, the Bills, the Chiefs and the Dolphins. So at best, they're going to be two and six, you know, heading into, you know, week nine, which is not a great outlook. Uh, Kenny Pickett didn't have a great game. He had 120 yards and three picks. Now, one of the picks was a garbage time pick, but he did have two rushing touchdowns. So he is going to be able to show some of the variance in that offense. Uh, and the Steelers team, it's 0-7 without TJ Watt in his uh, entire career that he has been in that franchise. So can the Steelers make the playoffs? That one's definitely a no. But even more so, can the Steelers make it to 500? And the answer is just no, it's, it's over. It's sad and it's over. And they should have, after they got, after Ben Roethlisberger retired, they should have torn down everything because Ben Roethlisberger was completely holding that team back and they didn't have an, a clear cut opportunity to rebuild. This would have been that year and, and they're wasting it on the highest paid defense in the NFL. Now the giants beat the bears 20 to 12 uh, one of these two teams is going to end up three and one, right? The Bears are now two and two. The Giants are now three and one. One of these teams is going to end up being three and one. And the question was going to be the same question no matter what. Are the Giants the worst three and one team ever? Daniel Jones ended up having 71 passing yards and 68 rushing yards with two rushing touchdowns. Saquon Barkley, on the other hand, is continuing his push for best running back in the NFL, offensive player of the year and comeback player of the year. And if he continues up this pace, Saquon Barkley is going to be the league MVP because he is averaging about 180 total yards a game and a touchdown a game. And the Giants are winning with a horrendous quarterback. Uh, the defense had five sacks. The defense, you know, Wink has, you know, put a bunch of guys together and they're absolutely balling you know, well above their their level of play. Uh, now, Justin Fields, this this is probably his best game of the year, which is kind of sad because he had 174 passing yards. Uh, but are the Giants the worst 3-1 and team ever? They've beaten the Panthers, the Titans, the Bears with a loss in the division to the Cowboys. None of these are great teams, but whew, worst 3-1 and team ever? Probably. That's it, probably. I mean, nobody thinks that these Giants are going to make the playoffs. They're in second place in their own division. Nope, they're in third place in their own division at three and one. They're behind. They're tied behind the Cowboys, but that's not the point. 
I honestly, I'd be surprised if they ended up finishing the season with six wins. I don't know if they'll get there, but that's not the point. Point is, it is not time to overreact. These Giants are not a serious team. Now, the Titans beat the Colts 24 to 17. Just like the Bengals, the, the Titans started out 0-2, and since then, they've gone 2-0. Are the Titans going to defend their division title? Brian Tannehill had 137 yards and two touchdowns. That's the stat line we're used to seeing from him, about 200 or so yards, two touchdowns, a pick. That's about what you'd expect from Ryan Tannehill. Derrick Henry, he seems to be getting back into form two consecutive weeks of good football from him. There were three players on the offense that had three receptions and 30 yards, uh, and the defense ended up with three sacks and a pick. Now, on the other side, Matt Ryan, you know, he continued on throwing a ton of yards, you know, useless touchdowns, interceptions. Jonathan Taylor's been having a very, very slow season. Uh, so the Colts aren't looking that great moving forward. The Jags, their defense looks really good, but, you know, their offense, I think right now it's a lot of smoke and mirrors. And after September, most of the teams that just have smoke and mirror offenses tend to slow down in their scoring production. So, the way it stands right now, we've seen the Titans play the Colts. They beat the Colts. We've seen the, the Colts play the Jags and the Texans. They tied and or they lost and tied respectively. So are the Titans coming back for the AFC South title? I think so. I think it's time to worry. Now, right now at two and two, they're tied with the Jags. They're half a game up on the Colts. Well, you know, with the tiebreaker. And the Texans really were never and were never going to be in the discussion for this. But that's why I say it's time to worry because they're still in the mix with everybody. Now, the Chiefs trounced the Bucks, 41 to 31. It's a 10, it's a 10 point game, which, you know, I mean, you know, higher scoring games, 10 points doesn't seem like much. But the game was never in question. I believe the Chiefs were up like 31 to like 31 to 10 at some point or something silly like that. Uh, are the Chiefs Super Bowl favorites? Now, I asked the same question about the Eagles. Uh, you know, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Eagles, they all look like really great teams. Mahomes had 250 yards, three touchdowns, a pick. That's a you know typical Mahomes stat line, maybe a few more yards. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire, their running back, had 19 carries for 92 yards and a touchdown. Their running backs have been giving them a lot more production this year, which is something that that they have always needed is somebody that can grind out the clock. Now the Bucks are just coming right back with Brady throwing 50 times a game uh, and none of, none of the passes meaning a single thing. So I don't think that the chiefs holding the Bucks to 31 isn't, is necessarily a problem because the Bucks are, the Bucks aren't a great offense, but the chiefs were playing prevent defense the whole game. None of it mattered. What did matter is that the Bucs allowed 41 points to the Chiefs. The Bucs, who were the number one scoring defense in the NFL through the first three weeks, couldn't even touch the Chiefs' production. Are the Chiefs Super Bowl favorites? Maybe, maybe not, but one thing's for sure, it is time to worry. Now, the Raiders get their first win against the Broncos. They beat them 32-23. to My question, can the Raiders make the playoffs? They started out 0-3. Now they're 1-3, obviously. I don't want to overreact to this win because what's most important to remember is that the Broncos are not a good football team. They are a good defense that has played bad competition up till this point, and they are a pathetic offense who 23 points so far is their season high. 
you know, Derek Carr, he had a mediocre game. Josh Jacobs ended up going off. Um, so far, I, I really believe that we have yet to see a good game, a good total game from the Raiders offense or the Raiders defense. Neither, none of the games that they've played, and that's evidence of, you know, of them being one and three. This game, you know, Derek Carr didn't really have a great game. Devontae Adams was okay, but Darren Waller's been mostly absent this year. And uh, Hunter Renfro, you know, he's been banged up and he's been mostly absent this year. Uh, Chandler Jones really hasn't made an impact so far. Uh, but can the Raiders make the playoffs? I'll say it's possible, but really it's the win is just no big deal. They've dug too far of a hole so far in this AFC. And it's not like it's not like a three-game lead cannot be surmounted in, you know, the span of, uh, you know, what what would it be, um, you know, 13 weeks, 13 games. But the real thing is that good teams don't start 0-3. That's, that's the real – that's the real point. Good teams do not start 0-3 or 1-3. The Cardinals crush the Panthers 26-16. Now, 26-16 might look like, oh, it's only 10 points – the game was never really in question. Is Baker a starting caliber quarterback? If you've been watching these videos, you've been seeing the type of stuff that I've been saying about Baker. Him and Jameis, I've got them on the same level. Jameis is a much more physically talented quarterback, but he is a dumber quarterback. Now, Baker has absolutely no physical talent. He's not accurate. He's not strong. He's not tough. He's not big. He's not tall. He is nothing. And also, he has questionable judgment. So, you know... CMC has been carrying this team. They haven't even really been giving him enough touches for him to carry this team. It's mostly been the defense and him just kind of like putting some ugly things together. But the Panthers are one and three. The Cardinals, I believe, are now two and two, an ugly two and two at that. I don't like the Cardinals, but they come in here and they beat up on the Panthers. It's it's time to sell the team. Uh, Baker, Baker should not have ever been traded for. Now, I realize Sam Darnold is hurt, but... The Panthers would probably be two and two, if not one and if not three and one with Sam Darnold, just because all of these games have been so close. Their only win was a defensive performance against the Saints. Otherwise, they lost super close to the Giants. They lost super close to the Browns, and they lost. I can't remember what that last loss was. Um, oh, to the Cardinals. I'm stupid. Uh, and they lost a, you know, an okay game against the Cardinals. Sam Darnold is probably going to win you one of the Giants or the Browns game. Sell the team. It's get, I mean, send CMC. Get him out of here. Send him to Buffalo. Get him, you know, a place that makes him happy. Send DJ Moore to Green Bay. Get get all the good players out of here. Trade, trade everybody pretty much except for you know CJ Henderson and JC Horn. Maybe you can keep Jeremy Chin too. Keep you know keep. Keep the young defensive players, but honestly, it's it's time to rebuild. The Cowboys beat the Commanders 25 to 10. This is a bad loss for a team that I said is going to make the playoffs. Now, this is the same question that I asked last week. Is Dak Prescott getting Tony Romo? Dak Prescott, not really injury prone the same way that that uh, Tony Romo was. However, what we're seeing right now is that the expensive Dak Prescott is not really necessary for this Cowboys team. Now, what the Cowboys have going for them is they can say, well, you know, Cooper Rush really hasn't beaten great teams. Cooper Rush is 4-0 in his career. Last year, he beat the Vikings. This year, he's beaten the Bengals, the Giants, and the Commanders. And you could say that none of those teams were really great teams, at least at the time that they were playing. 
However, what's more important, I think, is that their only loss is, you know, the full game that Dak played and all three of their wins were defensive performances. You know, if Dak Prescott, you know, was getting paid, you know, $20 million the way that, you know, a regular player of Cooper Rush's, you know, caliber, if Cooper Rush was even a starting quarterback, which I doubt Cooper Rush would ever even make $20 million. Uh, so that's a high figure. You know, if, if Dak Prescott cut his salary basically in half, uh, you know, where could those resources go? Could they keep an Amari Cooper and, you know, sign another offensive lineman in free agency? And could this team be even better? I say it might be time to worry. Not because, not because Cooper Rush is so much better than Dak Prescott, but because I think the Cowboys are starting to see that they don't need Dak Prescott to be a great quarterback. So, right here, Packers beat the Patriots 27-24 in overtime. Are the 3-1 and Packers still missing a piece? Now, obviously, the answer would be, well, they're missing wide receiver help. But what they have is a bunch of wide receivers, and one of them is going to go off every single game. Not necessarily the same guy. So, it's kind of hard to say that. I think their defense has yet to click, and I will stand by this statement. I believe that the Packers have the best defense in I believe that when everything is said and done this year, their defense will be number one. But we see that Alan Lazard, you know, he had a 100-yard game. Dobbs had five receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Good performance for him. Aaron Rodgers is throwing a few more interceptions this year. I think he's just trying to take a few more chances, and I I want him to continue doing that. Uh, Jones and Dylan both, you know, they combined for about 200 total yards together, which is a nice performance from them. That's what you'd really like to see. Uh, you know, from your feature running backs. And I'll say, I don't know if they're missing a piece. Now, if they could trade for a DJ Moore, you know, if they were to say trade, uh, you know, Christian Watson straight up for DJ Moore, that might be the type of trade that you would make, you know, a young, you know, second round draft pick at wide receiver for, you know, a veteran that's probably not going to be on the team in the future. Um, that might be something to to look at, but you know, I'm going to say n- no, honestly. I think for the Packers, it's just a matter of time before it eventually clicks. So far, they're 3-1, and one, and they haven't looked good in any of their games at all. So we'll see what they look like moving forward. Their schedule might get a little tougher, but we'll see if, you know, that, that sort of adversity brings out the best in them. Now, the 49ers beat the Rams 24-9. That, that game just happened. My question is, can the Rams compete in the NFC? Stafford had 250 yards and a pick. You know, Garoppolo had his you know 250 yards and a touchdown. Now, what's characteristic about this performance is the 49ers always beat up on the Rams, at least in the regular season. Rams got them over, you know, in the NFC championship game last year. But the Rams offensive line is bad. The Rams running backs are bad. The Rams receivers besides Cooper Cup are bad, and the Rams defense has not been, uh, you know, a, a good or uh, it's not been a great defense. It's been a, it's been an okay to good defense. And you still have Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner's there and Jalen Ramsey is there. But other than that, you don't really believe in anybody else. Sean McVay and the offense that it doesn't seem to be clicking right now. And so for the Rams, I'll say it's probably time to worry. You know, now that the 49ers are tied for them in record, The Seahawks are tied for them in record and the Cardinals are tied for them in record. Everybody in the NFC West is two and two through four weeks. Now 
The Rams have a divisional win against the Cardinals, but the 49ers have two divisional wins against the Seahawks and the Rams. I don't feel confident in any of these teams. I'd, I'd lean towards the Rams, but if they make the playoffs, they're probably not going to win a single playoff game, at least at this moment. All right, guys, thanks for watching this video. Let me know what you think in the comments down below, and be sure to like and subscribe so you can stay up to date on all of my future content.